0: and then if you go to our website spiritualityadventures.com you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription you'll gain access to our bonus content we greatly appreciate it thank you for tuning in welcome everybody to spirituality adventures we're so glad you joined us and today we're excited to have mallory newberry with us mallory and i have just met <laughs> like now and uh that?
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> But when I interviewed, uh, some of you would have heard my interview with Andrew Potter uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I I knew Andrew had a lot of yoga instructors at ROKC. And so I said, do you have a, I, I wanted to interview somebody that was involved in yoga and, and could talk about that with us a little bit from the spiritual side. So um he said i think i got somebody and so mallory is here thank you Mallory. i'm so happy up.
1: to be here thanks for the opportunity yeah.
0: it's great so let's let's get into your story a little bit where did you grow up and uh Yeah. Give us us some of your background.
1: I was born in Greensburg, Indiana, little hick town in Indiana, but moved when I was two. Um, My dad actually got a youth pastor job out here in the suburbs of Casey, so Overland Park area. So I've been raised in Overland Park my whole life um and yeah he was at a youth pastor he was a youth pastor at christ community church in leewood and so always been in suburbia
0: cool (laughs) awesome so um give us give us a little bit about uh, how you kind of give us your journey toward yoga and spirituality and and some of your story along those lines
1: so i actually have always been a christian my whole life just being raised in a christian household um and gave my life to Jesus when I was a little camper at youth Youthfront um, as a sixth grader. And then if we're gonna fast forward to high school, um, I actually went through the darkest period of my life. Um, it I really struggled a lot with anxiety and depression and a lot of it was rooted in body image issues. And it's just hard being a young girl in high school. And uh, fun fact, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister, and so identical. Oh, very fraternal, very fraternal yeah. in every way. <laughs> yeah. Appearance, attitude, you wow. name it. Yeah, but it's fun. I love her. You always have a friend, which is nice.
0: I had two of my close friends in high school were were identical twins. Oh, really? Yeah. Would
1: you ever get them confused?
0: Um, not no. I actually well, that's didn't. Good. <laughs> you know, you. I mean, once you'd been, everybody else did but i mean once you're really close that's
1: true yeah 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 yeah. at any rate well yeah and so i mentioned that because i sadly would compare myself to my twin like i always believed she was the quote-unquote pretty twin like the pretty sister and she was really flirty really outgoing because like i said like i've been really shy my whole life and Um, All the guys were drawn to her and no guy ever liked me, kind of felt like the odd one out. And um, I actually struggled really bad with acne my beginning years of high school, like probably the worst case I've seen before. And that was really hard. Um, Just not feeling beautiful or good enough and feeling like that was why guys didn't like me, like because of the way I looked and Um, I just didn't have that confidence either that my sister seemed to have and then I eventually um, started on birth control to help with my hormones because a lot of it was hormonal acne and that actually made me gain weight so I felt even worse about myself and it just felt really hopeless because I actually had tried 19 different products and nothing was working and so the hopelessness was really real and it's just kind of weird. I think, you know, for someone who has experienced depression can understand that one day it's like it's just there. You don't really see it coming. And it was getting worse and worse and um, began to have some other poor habits with self-harm um, I had some pretty dark thoughts, some suicidal thoughts, and um, turned away from the Lord, honestly, because I thought, if you're the God of all power, why are you allowing me to make me feel this way? Um, like, you clearly aren't loving, and um, it's like everything was falling apart, and um, one night I just had enough, and I did attempt to take my own life. and by the grace of God, what I believe was the Holy Spirit. I heard a voice when like the irreversible was about to happen and heard him say, Mallory, stop, what are you doing? And I just got down on my knees, recommitted my life and had a realization moment where I was like, wow, like God was always there. And clearly like, I'm not supposed to go anywhere that I have a purpose and a mission to fulfill. Um, because as morbid as this may sound, you know, you hear about successful suicides all the time. And I just thought, why me? Like, why didn't it go through? And from then on, you know, I had to tell my parents what just happened. It was the worst night of my life and got help, went to counseling, got on a new medication for my anxiety and depression, as well as my acne, cleared away my acne such a miracle. And I began to do really well, but the most important component of all the tools that helped me get out of my darkness was holy yoga. So I was actually introduced to holy yoga by a dear friend that worked with my dad at youth front camp. And, um, She actually offered to teach me holy yoga for free for an entire year, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, And so through that practice, um, it was restorative, so very gentle, very easy, really all about just finding peace to the body and the mind and in the spirit. And so I would go and show up and just surrender and um, really have a time of worship and one on one prayer with the Lord and being open and honest with how I was feeling and just really felt like I was receiving from the Holy Spirit. He was speaking back at me, and um, learning how to cope with my anxiety and my depression through the really sacred, beautiful practice of yoga. That really, these poses was like a form of body prayer, essentially. And you know, with breathing and meditation, you know, controlling the mind and not going into a direction where it's being filled with lies, but with truth and light and release and freedom and. And so I did that for about nine months and was completely healed by the grace of God. And um, now it's actually what I'm really passionate about and wanting to teach for others who may have experienced very similar um, experiences as mine, if not Mm -hmm. worse or more mild. And just I want them more than anything to experience the freedom and peace and healing that I had.
0: Beautiful. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I want to I want to go backwards a little bit. Yeah. Um. In in your dark moment, if you don't mind. Yeah. No. That's okay. That's okay. Because um, I think so. Like there'll be people listening to this um, who may have you know, uh, mostly adults are going to be listening to this, right? But they can maybe they are struggling with darkness. Maybe they're struggling with self-image. Maybe yeah. They're struggling, or maybe they have a. A teenage son or daughter mm. or something like that and they're like going oh i need. I want my mm. i want my my teenager to hear this yeah. you know because um i mean you know we're, we're on video if people are watching you're so beautiful and so <laughs> you know and, and when you see somebody you know and you're you you, you just shine and mm. you're just beautiful <laughs> you know vibrant personality thank you and so then you and then you hear somebody talk about mm. dark this darkness and you're like going oh she didn't no it did you know like they don't yeah. it doesn't match right yeah but you at at the source of this darkness do you feel like it was a comparison thing you were oh, always absolutely. like that was like you're constantly comparing yourself to your yeah. sister
1: yeah, and, and and others like all girls, all females, but especially with my sister because I thought, you know, if I'm a twin, we're supposed to be alike, mm-hmm. and she seems to be winning over there, and I'm losing. Over and I'm here. sure
0: she wasn't. I'm I'm sure she's probably sad to hear that, right?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, and yeah. I mean, minor detail, but I thought she hated me, which was such a false lie. Mm-hmm. And you know, the night when she figured out everything, I mean. I don't see my sister cry a lot and she cried and she was like why would you do that and that spoke volumes to me like oh my gosh like she loves me and that makes me emotional we're so different and we you know we bicker a lot but we always have love for each other in the end yeah
0: yeah and i think man when we compare ourselves to others whether it's looks or you Mm -hmm. know it's a trap isn't it
1: absolutely it's a
0: trap so you're how long do you think that how old were you when you really feel like that depression set in and how long did you struggle with that
1: yeah i would say it started when i was 15 and oh gosh i don't think i've ever shared this but i had a weird thought i'm like i hope i make it past 16. oh man that like gives me chills and I did. I turned sixteen, and then I would say a couple months later is when everything like really went downhill um, and spiraled. So I, w- I mean, I'd say close to a year. I was wrestling with it.
0: Did you Did you get into any kind of drugs or? Alcohol Fortunately, or anything? No, you stayed clear of that? Yeah, yeah. I was a goody to shoe yeah. kid. Good for you. <laughs> I didn't
1: party in high school. Yeah. I didn't drink underage. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't like anyone in high school. So it never amused me. Yeah. And um, yeah, drugs scared me if I'm real. Well, <laughs> and so I'm lucky. I, you know, you don't hear that a lot.
0: <laughs> good that you stayed away from
1: that. Yeah, cause yeah. how easy cause is it were, to slip? Because you are
0: still slipping into this darkness. Did your parents see it?
1: no they had no idea so you were
0: good at hiding your darkness
1: yeah i mean the only one thing they did saw was i mean my self-harming habits didn't last long fortunately
0: tell people Um, what you mean by that yeah harming.
1: yeah i would cut myself um and you know it's a weird concept you get a sick satisfaction of it because it's like the pain you inflict on yourself doesn't compare to the pain you're feeling internally. And it's this weird like release and high you feel, but then moments later, this guilt and shame follows. At least it did for me. And it's just a vicious cycle I get stuck in it. it would, again, it's like when I would get really frazzled up and anxious, I would do this onto myself and because I hated myself. And so, it was almost like, well, I guess, I don't know. For some reason in my mind, I thought this was not healthy, but necessary, I guess. And unfortunately, uh, my dad found my tools I was using and it was really mortifying. Um, my dad, I haven't seen him cry really ever. Man, I'll never forget it, like the look on his face. He just looks so sad and just cried, and he like kissed my my scars. And oh, that like breaks me to think like, wow, I can't believe I actually did that. But um, yeah, they caught me quickly, which was, I think, needed, honestly. <laughs> and you know, made me keep my door open.
0: Is this like 16, like you're 16? Yes, uh-huh. yes, 16 okay. years old.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Honestly, even after I recovered fully, I still had moments of temptation because it was a habit I created. And um, now I have a tattoo there um, just to express victory and that Mm -hmm. I don't have to do that anymore to myself that I've overcome. And that's just, yeah, it's part of my story, but it's not who I am.
0: Right. It's it's interesting. So the self-hatred, some of the things that you, the comparison, um i just did a, a panel discussion with some people and andrew was on it actually on okay. on vulnerability and shame
1: mm, dang.
0: and we talked about uh we used some of Brené brown's material to talk about shame and she talks about how shame is um never feeling good enough yeah and and with with women you're not you know not perfect enough body not perfect Mm. enough this you you focus on your imperfections comparing yourself moms can compare the other moms or people you know body image all those things and that that can just create this sense of um just wanting to feel small and Mm -hmm. visible and then you're then you're quiet and shy you say and so this like like probably that's would you have called that shame at the time? What oh, you were feeling? 100%. Self- yeah.
1: Yeah. So ashamed, um, embarrassed for how I looked. I wanted to hide. Like, I felt ugly. I felt hideous. And, like, don't look at me. Like, no one wants me. And that's just, that's so heartbreaking. Mm. But yeah, definitely shame. Yeah. And
0: she also says an unwanted story, mm-hmm. you know? So whether it's. Yeah abuse or appearance or any number of things that can create sort of this unwanted story that we and we just want to disappear or be small. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's such a, you know, when I went through what I went through a few years ago, uh, just a couple, two or three years ago in my, my own personal failures as a pastor, as Mm. a husband, these things. And, and then it was, it was broadcast publicly mm. uh, wow. all over the news in Kansas City and in America and even in news feeds around the world too. Oh my and, gosh. and I was, I was humiliated. I was full of shame. I hated myself. I was in this dark, dark, dark place. This was 2019. Mm. And, uh, so in a different way, you know, I can, I can relate to that, but I, I I think it's interesting, you know, here you are and you, you got, sounds like you have loving parents.
1: Yes, I do. You probably
0: had a sister who loved you, but you didn't know it. Yeah. (laughs) And did you have other siblings?
1: I mean, I have an older half sister. Okay. Um, but I mean, she was older, so she didn't live at the home anymore. Okay. But you, you,
0: you had a a fairly loving, nurturing environment, but yet you still at the age of 15, we're diving into these dark Hmm. depressive thoughts and even ultimately led into suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And even an attempt, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like you actually, did you have a plan?
1: Oh yeah. I mean,
0: you were going to do sugar warning,
1: but I was going to hang myself. Like I, well, the first time I kind of prepped everything and I chickened out, um but then the next time I like, was up noose around my neck and everything and
0: hmm. and then that's when you felt like you heard this voice
1: yeah like it is, I'm I'm pretty real and so again like trigger warning but right when I just was about to like kick the stool under me like Ooh. something stopped me in my tracks
0: Mallory wow <sighs> and describe this voice a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know. that's pretty it,
0: miraculous, right?
1: Yes, and <clears throat> that's why, I mean, being a believer, I think it was the Holy Spirit, because I can't even describe. Like, it was this loud voice, not even like a human in the room. It wasn't even that. It I can't even describe it, but just like loud and clear, like, Mallory, stop, what are you doing? and not even in a shameful way, but just like almost a loving way. Like I think of a father to like his hurt child. Like, you know, you feel like a a kid does something silly and hurts himself. It's like, what are you doing? Like, stop, don't do that. And it was the same way. And I get emotional because it's just, it's so real and it's so surreal. But yeah, it just, it was really bold and, loud and clear, but also at the same time, so tender and loving Mm
0: -hmm. that's, uh, I I love that Mm -hmm. intervention, you know? Um, so you, you, and then did this lead to you? Did you share this with somebody or did you?
1: Well, uh, um, so I ran downstairs bawling my eyes out, went to my mom. She just was chilling out. And you know, looked so confused. Like and I just hugged her and like want her to just hold me as I'm like crying my eyes out. And she's just like, What is wrong? Like what is happening? I kinda of freaked out and unfortunately had to tell her what just happened I don't see my mom cry and she just started crying the moment and just in confusion like why would you do that and just because they didn't understand they really didn't I mean they've seen me have crying fits with my anxiety like I would beg not to go to school and like it was so normal to like wail in tears like two or three times a day until seriously my voice was gone and I, they meant well and I can't imagine because I'm not a parent, I can imagine what it's like to watch your child hurt, but would say if you don't stop crying, we have to do something different. And I knew exactly what that meant. Like they were gonna take me to like a mental hospital cause they did not know how to control me. And mm-hmm. that's the last thing I wanted. Like, are you kidding me? Like mm-hmm. I feel so alone, so misunderstood. Like no one understands me anyone take me there when I know no one I'm scared and I know they meant well they really did um and so yeah I, I told my mom and then my dad came home told him my sister came told her was, everyone was crying it was horrible it was so sad but we then took steps and actually like, okay we need to like you know, do all we can to get you better. Um, that you know, this is so, you know, this is mental health and we need to fix that. And so um, I believe in medicine and I was on a medicine that helped me because I did have actually a hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. And so took a medicine to help my hormones balance out
0: yeah before before you got to holy yoga
1: mm-hmm. because
0: that's what I want to yeah. jump into that here really quickly but but before you got to holy yoga you named three or four things that helped you yes that, but then but then and then we're going to we're going to expand our talk on yoga we'll we'll talk the rest of our time on that but okay but that you mentioned a couple of two or three things there before you found holy yoga that helped you what yes. were those yeah things
1: uh medication um and counseling okay um did your aunt, parents
0: connect you to a counselor yeah okay. they
1: funded it all i'm really thankful mm-hmm. um and then honestly just being with and surrounded by a good community of people that love me for me
0: yeah you know talk about that a little bit
1: yeah and so who, who was that Yeah, I met a lot of my really good friends from Youth Front. I actually volunteered teen staffed for a summer. And these are just like genuine people that, you know, I didn't have to worry about. Oh, like they don't want to be my friend because I'm ugly, which is so sad, I think. And because I'm shy. But I actually grew out of my shell more a lot. And I just they really embraced me, loved me as I was. And I was like, huh. Like it kind of made me turn my head of like, wait, like they love me for me? Yeah. <laughs> and that was such like a sweet comfort and you know, being you know, kids with like-minded um I guess faith mm-hmm. um you know they would pray for me and just be with me mm-hmm. like really just be with me and be be welcoming and i remember like i was really nervous first time i teen staff and i was like i don't know who i'm gonna like be in the same room with and these three girls that i really wanted to be friends with actually happened to ask me like she seems cool like mm-hmm. let's have her room with us and i was so excited i remember calling my mom be like remember the girls i told you i want to be friends with like they let me be in their room and we actually grew to be like best friends. And so I just saw a beautiful pattern of that of mm-hmm. just finding this really good community people and just doing this, exactly what we're doing. Just sitting across a table, coffee, my love language <laughs> mm-hmm. and just doing life and listening. Like my dad, um, he's really wise, but he always told me the best thing you can do for yourself sometimes is um Just to listen to someone else's story, just to take a break and a pause off your own narrative for once. And I actually did find freedom and healing in that, Hmm. Um, not disregarding what I was going through necessarily, but you, you know, you never know what someone could say that could just speak volumes to you and what you needed Mm -hmm. to hear. So I'd almost give myself away a little bit and just be with them. Mm -hmm. It's a really marvelous thing that can happen yeah that's cool yeah i think
0: um i think grace-based loving community yeah people around you who 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 actually and it doesn't take a you know you don't need to have a huge community but you need to have some people in your life that really know you yeah and still love you you know yeah. and there's power in that i think they flesh out for us god's love sometimes right yeah
1: 100 percent. yeah
0: so medication counseling in this community of friends that you found really yeah. began to help. Yes. And then and then you found and then you got introduced to Holy Yoga. Yes. And how old were you when you got introduced to Holy Yoga? How was I? How old how were you? How old?
1: I was, um about to be 17 actually yeah so
0: tell us about holy yoga yes (laughs)
1: so i know people are like what the heck is that what
0: is like h-o-l-y
1: yes holy holy not not
0: (laughs) w-h-o-l-l-y
1: um so it is really it's simple it's a christ-centered type of yoga more just applies to the christian faith um and i mean I like to think I'm a pretty spiritual person. I think that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, through the practice of holy yoga and it was restorative holy yoga, that's exactly what it was doing. It was restoring my mind, restoring my soul and like my broken heart and my body even. And so it was really a time of intimacy with God and in prayer and that, you know, these yoga poses can be like body prayer. And again, to come back to what I mentioned before, a lot of my issues were rooted in body image issues. So through holy yoga, I learned to adore my body for what it was and that it was uniquely crafted for me, for Mallory by God, and that God was healing me through that practice. I had a meditation and prayer where I could just be so open and honest with the Holy Spirit about what I was feeling, what I was going through, and I seriously received things back. It was this beautiful relationship I was um, building that I never actually really had being a Christian my whole life, I'd never had a relationship and like tangible relationship. And um, that began to do a renewal in my mind and that he was binding my wounds where my heart was so hurt. Um, it was becoming like alive and full and, um, learn how to cope with my anxiety and depression and exchange lies with truth and with that practice and that you know it's called yoga practice not mm-hmm. yoga perfect is something that I would discipline myself and really just coming to my mat was a safe place for once mm. and there is just transformation happening like beyond my understanding and That's why I personally believe like only the Holy Spirit could do that because what in the world, (laughs) but being in this curated atmosphere that was so serene, so quiet and intimate with candles and incense, soft music, but really, um, pressed me to be intentional where I was at, not just be lazy lying down, but like, let's really like make this moment count and beautiful Mm -hmm. and just, felt met there and over time was like wow like i've like i'm healed like speechless Mm -hmm. like how did that happen and so it's yeah that's what i'm so passionate about i'm like this works like so
0: you were you were working with somebody for 10 months is that right yeah
1: yeah her name is jenny evans shout out to her (laughs) this
0: was in the um in this holy yoga tradition Is that is that fairly new? Is that something that's going on for a while or so
1: I'm still learning to this day. I'm still a student to this, but um it actually began in like early two thousands. People just don't know about it. Like, especially in the Midwest. Um, it started by Brooke Boone in Arizona. She practiced yoga her whole life, which she has, you know, a really awesome story. Mm -hmm. But yeah i would say especially now like people still to this day are like that what that's a thing because mm-hmm. i mean yoga gets a lot of criticism from the christian world not always not from everyone but it's so quick to be like oh that's satanic."
0: we we had a <laughs> we had a yoga class at my church oh you did that, yeah, that a gal taught and oh wow yeah so um so and then and then i actually wrote an article on it Oh, wow. Helping people to, you know, some of my, some of my uh, people who were like oh, kind of skeptical. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I wrote a deal about about how things. All truth is God's truth, and mm. East meets West, and yeah, how we yeah. can learn from other traditions and that kind of thing. And so, so it it was well attended and and had been going on for a long time. Up, in, I don't know if it still is or not, but mm. at least while I was there, that's awesome. It was, it was really cool. And it wasn't it wasn't holy yoga. It was just yoga. OK, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I don't know what I know. There's a lot of different yoga mm-hmm. schools and traditions. And maybe you can because I know you've been had training in another school, too. So you had the holy yoga training and then you had another yeah, type of training that you were mentioning to me as well.
1: So the holy yoga is more actually self-taught. I just kind of picked up what was being guided for me. And then my certification process was actually at Darling Yoga, their studio in Overland Park and they're not Christian based. Like it's very much for everyone. I'd say a lot of their roots are actually Hindu. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was very interesting (laughs) Um, because I felt called to teach holy yoga. And I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, how I'm gonna go about this. But I was actually recommended by Jenny, who guided me in this holy yoga to go to darling yoga. So I knew this was no accident. This is where it's supposed to be. But I definitely had doubts, I won't lie. Like the first first night um, we, for participation points, we had to chant to a God in the middle of the room basically this statue of a God that I personally didn't believe in. I was like, oh man, what would I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, you know, we're chanting in Sanskrit. It was a cool thing, but it kind of freaked me out if I'm honest, because I was like, what? I didn't know what to expect. And I remember going home that night, I'm like, oh no, like God, like, did I screw up? Like, what am I doing? And Actually, end up getting coffee with Jenny because I had these questions, and <laughs> I love her. She's like, you know, it's, it's not that complicated. Like, it's really simple. Like, you can just make it however you want it to be, you know. Like, and I'm a very open-minded person, and you know, because being a believer, I was like, oh, like I don't want to open myself up to something that I don't believe in. But you know, it's like, but Mallory, like. You're so close with the Holy Spirit, like, you're so spiritual and, like, know God that you don't even have to worry about opening yourself up, unless you wanted to, but he certainly wasn't trying. Like, I kind of knew, like, my truth, at least, but anyway, I went back. I stayed, I committed the whole 10 months. And yeah, like I learned a lot of like Eastern stuff and it was actually fascinating to me. Like Mm -hmm. I found it very beautiful and that, you know, just being more open-minded to like what, you know, Hindus may believe and practice in Buddhism and, you know, learning a different language like Sanskrit, which is like, a dead language, and you know, learning about all these gurus and mm-hmm. these gods, and like what they meant to the people who like practice that, mm-hmm. and why they did it. And you know, I can take it however I want, and like I give myself permission, like you know, just take this however you want, whatever just feels right to you, and you can own that, or just broaden your horizons and learn more about it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not be so stubborn, and just be open. And just see where it takes you, and mm-hmm. then you know, go with that, and t- you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, um, an an emb- an embodied spirituality is something that, um, like, if you've grown up in an evangelical Christian tradition, there's not a there's not a lot of embodied mm. spirituality. Mm. It's it's happens be between our ears. We think a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. We, we sing and we think. Um, but like when you're on a yoga mat <laughs> and you're you're pushing your body through different things. And I, I mean, I've done I know like I, I I don't know yoga like or I would need a yoga 101 class or something <laughs> like that. Right. But I mean, I've taken yoga classes and picked up on things. but. What i've what i've been fascinated with is is what what i might call embodied spirituality i love that and i think yoga provides that for like I've, i have friends who would say that you know they can't sit in church and listen to a sermon mm. like it just they're too add <laughs> and their brain That's just fair. goes everywhere and they don't get anything out of it right mm, even yeah, if i yeah. was preaching <laughs>
1: that's an insult. Like,
0: Fred, I love you, but, you know, <laughs> anyway. And uh not, you know, some friends like what I said. But anyway, um but when you put a spirituality into these um, your these motions with your mm-hmm. body and you're working with your body and that's fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. It's so funny you said that because I'm reading a book on holy yoga. And just read that before I came here. That yeah, exactly, you said how people, they can connect with the mind, like quick thought, but the body, you know, even for example, worship, like you can use your vocal cords. Some people raise their hands in worship and that's great and uh but it's like with yoga, I feel like you get to connect with like the inner artists, as cheesy as that may sound, but it's creative movement, and intertwining, you know, like you said, motion, And like, how does that make you feel? Like, what do you feel in this pose? Or like, there are even yoga poses where people sometimes cry, like in pigeon pose, for example, because you store a lot of your emotion and your stress in your hips. And so it can actually be a really freeing and liberating thing. It doesn't have to always be this, oh, look at me, I can bend over and touch my toes. But it's like, mm-hmm. you can like experience something on a deeper level and you expect rather than the physical form, mm-hmm. but it can go so deep as emotional, spiritual, and mental.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, I'm in a, uh, mindful meditation group.
1: I love that.
0: And, and, you know, so like when I was, when I was growing up and I, you know, I, I was a pastor, I was a follower of Jesus. And I, like I would, my meditation practice was mostly like thinking about scripture and, you know, rolling scripture over in my mind, thinking about it, applying it to my life. But it usually involved me thinking about scripture in some way or another. And. I would even try to put myself into the scripture you know what are the sights the sounds the smells where would i be if i was in this scene you know that kind of thing so that's kind of how i did my meditation Mm -hmm. so it was very it was very scriptural based but when i went to rehab i got introduced to uh, mindful meditation practice that was a bit different that was a bit that came out of more the buddhist tradition of meditation Mm -hmm. you know it's more like what i would call maybe awareness Mm -hmm. where you. You know, you're, you're doing breathing techniques, and you're 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 actually thinking about um, all all your surroundings, smells, everything, but then your own body, yeah, yeah, and what your body's feeling, whether it's pain or energy, or um, and then even your how your emotions are connected. Your emotions are actually connected to your body. It's right?
1: wild, yeah.
0: And and then and I I really had to to learn how to listen to some of my what I would call my negative emotions. Mm because my before i would always just try to defeat my negative emotions or conquer them or mm. suppress them or mm-hmm. die to them or kind of this more violent approach to mm. my negative emotions in in the mindful awareness meditation you actually receive your emotions with curiosity and openness yeah, yeah. which i was like oh, wow well what if i don't like this emotion? You know? <laughs> too bad the, Am I going to be curious and open about that? You know, <laughs> I just want to beat you up and win over you. you know. Like, and, and instead I was trying. But it's actually really helped me a, mm. an enormous amount. And then. Um, and so then there's other embody like I've noticed like there's uh, some people do meditation with drawing. Yeah. And then, and then I think meditation with body movements like what you're talking about. And how that actually can release, emo- like you're not the first person I've heard this from. The word, the actual emotional connection, awareness. Why do I feel this way? Why? Why am I carrying mm, this yeah. this emotion in my body? And what's it connected to? And what's it trying to tell me? And yeah. you know all that, all those things, right? Um, I I just find that really like that's an that for a lot of people is a practice that. And maybe someone are like you, like they're nervous about it, like, oh, no, that, is that like, well, that maybe that's not mm. kosher or Christian or, you know, sure. what, it, maybe it's not in sync with your how you grew up.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: But is it good? Is it true? Is there something holy about it? Yeah. That um, you can experience.
1: And I think it's, you know, it's so easy to stay in comfort. Right. And just to be vulnerable and curious, you know, you can still like guard your heart with like boundaries if you need to but there's nothing wrong with being curious because we're human like we're so small (laughs) our minds are so small there's so much out there and you should give yourself permission to feel things out or try something and it can be really powerful and can mean something and surprise you i think it's a beautiful mystery really
0: how how is how has yoga helped you with your body image Mm. issues
1: wow tremendously i mean aside from just the you know benefits of yoga it tones your body and keeps you healthy um it just honestly like you know i was really self-conscious about acne and so I was taking care of myself em- emotionally and mentally, and that was all rooted emotionally, and mentally. So that cleared away, and um, when I would come to yoga and have my practice again, coming back to truth, all those lies of you know comparison or not being good enough, um, they just were defeated. You know, and it's like it didn't matter. Like just be present and reside with what you have, own and adore and love what you have. It's a beautiful gift. It's the most personal thing you'll ever own. And so practicing yoga more and more, like quite literally it was changing physically, but more so like my mind, it just, it didn't care. Like it, my mind, had freedom from all those things that were keeping me in bondage. Honestly, that comparison vicious cycle—it's like it was always nagging at me. Was like, well, I'm free, and I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm being stretched in beautiful ways, and that is enough. And that's that is so enough for me.
0: Awesome. So, so bring us into a cl- like you're teaching a class. We show up at one of your classes. So you teach down at the Olathe R-O-K-C. Yes, that is, is that correct. Right? So take us into one of your classes. How? What? What happens? Like we show up, like I'm, like I'm this old dude, and I, I show up. And what kind of clothes do I show up? And yeah, just I,
1: comfy clothes. Do I go buy
0: a yoga mat? At, I, I bought one at Target.
1: That is okay. <laughs> that is okay. I mean, they got yoga mats. Are there, there some
0: yoga mats are cooler than others? You know, I, I do <laughs> is the, it just any of them work you know
1: yeah yeah Do you i you want mean, the
0: skinny ones or you want the fat ones <laughs> i
1: personally like the thick ones because i slip <laughs> and slide and sweat but yeah so if you show up at rokc we have props and mats so like straps and blocks because props are friends they there to help you doesn't mean you're bad or you're weak you know you're listening to your body and its limitations so yeah. using the blocks to help you and not being ashamed of that and just going with what works for your body in that moment in that class and um, I actually don't teach holy yoga. R- Some people R-K-C. won't even know what
0: you're talking about with blocks.
1: Yeah, they're foam blocks. Yeah. Um, they're soft and they're. It,
0: I need all the blocks I can get. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's okay. <laughs> Just the more tight no, but, you are, you know, the floor is going to come up to you when you use the blocks. So yeah. if you can't quite fold down all the way, grab a block and put your hand yeah. on it. Um, straps, if you can't. You know fold over all the way use your strap just to hold you up by holding on both tail ends of this mm-hmm. belt essentially so these
0: things help you do the moves basically yes, help yes. you get into the body positions and you know like for me like i've crashed so many times you know, i've been a competitive cyclist for 20 years oh, and wow. i've crashed so many times and <laughs> i've got pains and aches and i've had mm, knee surgeries and goodness, I got, you know i hurt, air and i still cycle and i still hurt myself so <laughs> So when i get into some of these moves they're like they're not sometimes it hurts mm-hmm. right and and so like these you know the the blocks and the <laughs> the straps help me sometimes yeah right where I, where I approximate the move but and then you take people through these you know down dog and all you know all the different you've got names for lots yeah. of classic positions yes right? yes you said pigeon yeah
1: there's, yeah, there's pigeon there's, yeah down dog is classic warrior one warrior two yeah. warrior th- i mean i could list <laughs> them all
0: <laughs> so but there's all these mo motions and positions that are classic with yoga and what are you trying to achieve with all of these motions?
1: Yeah, really just release because, you know, like we were just talking about how the emotions are tied with the body. Your body is quite literally getting tense and tight when you're stressed, anxious, worried, whatever, angry, you're super tight, it's uncomfy and you probably don't even realize it. And so when you come to stretching, it I call it it hurts so good. And so when, you know, after you've done like you've reached your edge or your challenging point because I tell students, you know, I guide them um, into poses and transition them into safe ways. So you're not, you know, um, trying to be an overachiever I'm like, I got my toes, but I'm in excruciating pain. <laughs> you know, go at the pace of your body and honoring where your body is at. And so I say, find your edge or your challenging point. So it's not excruci- excruciating pain, but just enough where you now are intertwining your breath, your, it's a breath and body connection. And your breath, it's going to ease you into your pose and it's going to physically soften those tight muscles that wanna grip up. Your breath is gonna be really calming for the fidgeting in the mind that's racing like, oh this is so uncomfortable. this sucks, I'm wanting to get out of this. But if you, I, you know, I tell students just trust the pose, Breathe through it. Allow your breath to guide you and invite that softness right here, right now. And so now you're intertwining so many components. It's physical. It's mindful. It can be emotional, you know, rather than being like impatient, angry. But like give yourself grace. Like you're doing the best you can in this pose and that's enough. And so it's always in my classes. The goal is to you know, have victorious moments too. If you thought you couldn't do a pose and you did it, I'm like, heck yeah, you did the dang thing and you thought you couldn't. And that is awesome. Like that's so celebratory. And I love to see students experience that, but more so to slow down and invite that slow pace outside of yoga too. Mm -hmm. To invite that ease and that peace, like, hey, remember that, that you experienced in class, you can take that, outside of these doors too. It doesn't have to be just on the mat, but you know, and then it, it challenges my students to reflect, okay, what tools did I use to get to that point? And so I feel that like I'm giving these tools to students and now you know, go out and use them. Even yeah. at home, you know, when you start to grow stress, like focus on your breathing. Take a big, deep breath inside out. Sometimes that's the best you can do. Mm-hmm. Relax your shoulders, away from your ears. Like it's just all these little things. And um, more than anything, I just want people to have that release, and then for like joy and like refreshment, rejuvenation, hope, like spring up within them and maybe they mm-hmm. thought it wasn't there after all and that they're stronger than they think they are and they can do more than they think they can
0: yeah so do you have classes are all your classes open or do you have beginner classes and advanced yeah classes? and i'm thinking too like if you're a beginner like let's let's say somebody wants to get into yoga but they're they're not sure the clothes to wear they're maybe they're over maybe they're 50 or 100 pounds overweight Mm -hmm. and then they're and then they're worried about their own body image just going Mm. into yoga and then there's going to be all these trim fit beautiful people (laughs) in yoga you know i mean yeah no
1: that's real that is so real i mean
0: like people are even like they're worried about the comparison thing when they walk into a yoga class so real right yeah and so talk like talk Sue, do you have what what ages beginning advanced what
1: yeah so i mean my classes personally because we have you know a variety of teachers and classes at ROKC so i teach twice a week one of those days is a mixed level vinyasa flow so when i say that you could be coming from like a gentle flow but you want a little bit of oomph in your practice or you could be super advanced, but want something a little bit more mild. It's you know all these different levels um, and experiences are coming together, and we use like a block, for example. And I um, provide a lot of options, so like a supported option with a prop, or maybe not supported this time. And so I like to make people feel comfortable, and I I like the mix because it doesn't mean oh man like that girl over there like she's really fit and really experienced. But I always remind students when they come and like, come as you are, no one's watching you. Like this is your practice. You get to make it how you want. And again, as cheesy as it sounds, I think of like your mat is your canvas and you're the paintbrush. Make something beautiful and make it count. And so, you know, people, I tell them to come in comfortable clothing, whatever they feel comfortable in could be you know uh, this tank top and leggings it could be a t-shirt and i don't know like seriously whatever you feel comfortable and you can move in um and i have all ages i've had really young like middle schoolers i've done elementary Hmm. and younger to older like seniors and it's challenging to me but really good because i get to really practice what it means to honor all bodies all ages all seasons of life and that you know it can happen it, you're not too old you know are you
0: seeing more men get involved in it
1: oh my gosh yeah finally. it's seriously it's like all guys in my classes all of, oh wow a tiny handful of girls but i love I, that That's,
0: i think it's because finally like army rangers like andrew you know yeah. and I, although andrew told me he's never really done yoga much, has been
1: one of mine yeah. has he? Yeah. <laughs> no he hasn't, oh, he hasn't. yet, oh, right. we yet. Need andrew.
0: get your butt into a yoga anyway, I'm just kidding. Um, but no um football player i mean professional football teams yeah. have yoga instructors now i mean there's so all of a sudden it's opening like because i think early on like we dialed back a couple of decades it was mostly women going to yoga classes mm-hmm. i think
1: but. it tends to have that stigma oh it's oh it's for girls like <laughs> and you know guys are stiff and that's too like sissy but i mean i think especially being a rock climbing gym yoga and climbing go so hand in hand and to really reel people in i let them know this will enhance your performance right i'm like ooh, say less yeah. <laughs> And it's, but it's really cool. Cause then like, honestly, like my Thursday night classes, which I can explain more about, it's the more spiritual and quiet, Um, not so much, you know, flowy. I've stereotypically, I want to say guys like more exercise. And, mm-hmm. but this it's really tapping into vulnerability. And I, I mean, I've had a handful of guys cry in my class, but it was beautiful. Like it wasn't even a shameful cry, but it was like a cry of release and freedom because I I'm so proud of them because, you know, I encourage them and challenge them to give themselves permission to be vulnerable and tap in like how are you doing? And you know, let those emotions and feelings rise up to the surface. And, you know, I'm just with them in solidarity sometimes and just Mm -hmm. like, hey, you're not alone and I'm proud of you. Mm. And so, yeah, it's been really cool to see all kinds of people come to my classes. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, so, um, so just, I mean, obviously there's all kinds of places to to jump into yoga all over the city, but um, our connection is with Andrew and with ROKC. And ROKC has, I'll just uh, mention this again they have three locations uh north kansas city and then the then the lathe place where you're at and then they also have like
1: an underground underground mm-hmm. yeah in the
0: caves right mm-hmm. yeah and i think all three of them have yoga classes is that right
1: i think so i haven't been to the underground. i know, underground, that, I know the honest. north kansas
0: city does I'm yeah not sure they for the sure do but, yeah um yeah and so so they could go online and check those out. But you teach two two classes a week, yeah. one on Thursday and one on... Wednesday
1: nights and Thursday nights at okay. 7 p.m. Um, okay. Thursdays, I would and say... Is, are
0: they open to anybody? Yeah, like okay. you
1: can just comment so the thing is the yoga classes there's not really yoga drop-in they had it for a minute but now it's just included with the day pass or a membership so you're gonna see uh-huh. a lot of members becoming but it's cool because then i get to build this neat community you know okay. and
0: so 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 the people that have access to your class are people that have, have- have signed up for a membership for rock climbing
1: yeah and they even have like punch passes if you don't want to commit to a full membership or like i've had friends come and i'm fortunate to have some guest passes and i'll share one Mm -hmm. or or you can have a day pass Mm -hmm. and i mean it's a day like you can like leave and come back if you want you can do all the things that are like rock climbing sauna weights room the cardio equipment yoga fit like all of it and so Yes, anyone can come, but you know, it's, it's going to be pretty much the same price, honestly, for a day pass of what you would pay for like a normal Mm -hmm. yoga class. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you, you came on and shared and everything. Do you, do you, do you want to share any kind of closing thoughts with, with people?
1: I guess, you know, if Yoga has been something on your mind or has crossed your mind or on your heart, but you're like, nah, no, like, I can't, like, I'm not good enough. Because the common thing I hear is, oh, I'm not flexible enough. Oh, I'm not strong enough. I'm like, you think I was? Like, you know, you gotta start somewhere and it's all a patient process. But yoga, it's not just like the physical practice, but you can really apply it to your day to day, like I said, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally and create really good habits and can bring you a lot of peace like more than you know and um i don't know i feel like everyone should give it a shot at least once if you don't like it that's okay it's not for everyone it just happens to be my kind of groove and um but yeah and just lean in to vulnerability whatever that may look like whether maybe that is yoga or just you know, in a time of quiet and meditation, it can be something really healing. I feel like we live in such a noisy world, noisy society where it's loud. We're always going, going, going like hustle, hustle. But just to give yourself permission, like nurturing time, that is self care and asking yourself, how am I really doing? That's all I could ask for for someone to do.
0: Well, thank you Mallory for being on Spirituality Adventures. Oh, thank you so, so great much. to have you here and thanks for everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next time. This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using and then Go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com and make a one-time donation or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.